any pruls fen bog and swamp i really loved this um this is part of the forward oh boy i am easily enchanted when an odd idea or phrase looms on a page often showing an invisible link it is a little like a foggy summer morning when we can see beaded spider webs strung between stalks and stems, between tree and ground, twig and leaf. As the sun heats the earth, the droplets evaporate, and the illusion that the entire world is held together by fine spider threads evaporates with it. That's so poetic. Wow. Yeah. It's a pretty good writer. It's a very poetic book. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I wasn't entirely convinced to buy and read it, but you reading that single passage has changed my mind. <laughs> I'll listen to it all the way through on audiobook. I would like to talk about my thoughts on this book, but after the uh, after we play, <laughs> we're in the middle of something else right now. This is an April podcast now. Mar <laughs> it's called Marcus's. What if we started a next Marcus. another podcast? Yeah, we're, just we're about wetlands. It's the spinoff series where we talk about <laughs> sedges and reeds. I do love sedges. Welcome and reeds. to here's what you let's do. Uh, let's, here's what you marsh. Open on a scene of Robert's sneakers dropping down onto his own. Welcome, Matt. The colors are vibrant, overly saturated, and the camera very close. As he walks in, the door left open behind him. He goes to the kitchen and prepares a familiar meal of perfect chicken parm. As the uh, camera slowly zooms over it, the reds of the sauce pop with extreme vividness. Before he places it on the table, one for himself and one for a guest. As he sits down, looks at the door and waits, and then you fade out and fade back in to a dark room where Robert is peacefully sleeping. Oh. Excellent. I re-listened to the recording right before this. He he heard the pigeon and he heard something breathing in fear. Was it the pigeon that was breathing in fear? So the implication was that he went there and the pigeon was like a scapegoat. Oh, so that was the conclusion of that scene. Yeah. Okay, so he, he goes and sees a pigeon breathing in fear. And he has the awareness that there is some kind of intrusion into his realm. The pigeon's heavy breath and their squawk, squawk, and it coughs up a pair of uh, snake-eyed dice. Would Javier recognize that as a symbol mm. that has come in the past? It probably itches at the back of his mind. It's something that's familiar, it sounds like, but not recallable. Yeah, yeah. What do you think he's going to do? He's going to request all people leaving the hotel be ID'd. Okay, that's pretty severe. For the next couple hours, not not for like forever. The concierges just have like a checkout thing, say it's a complimentary valet service or something. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I don't think anything out of the ordinary would come up. Let us transition to... Oh, so is Emma not, is Tish just getting out without any more? I made a deal and it might have consequences, but it got me out. That's right. Did you want to do that now, Nick? Or did you want to do that later? Uh, I feel like we can do that later. That character can wait a long time to call on their favors. Did we want to do a scene between Tish and Tay? I would like to look beyond the mist. You would like to look beyond the mist, okay. Yeah, but I have no idea what that looks like for Tay. I would say, first of all, Tay is something that just absolutely hates its own mythos, mm -hmm. right? 
So that would probably be painful or annoying to do. It really doesn't want to be its mythos. So. Yeah, I think this one specifically is going to be particularly upsetting. Maybe I should just let you decide how the information... Well, should I just roll? I think you should roll. Yeah. It saw... Or it had an understanding that Zeus was coming. I forget exactly what it was. And it was like, oh, I'm very afraid right now. Something... Like, it sounded afraid for the first time to Tish. Ooh, I like that you rolled an eight. I kind of want you to be exposed to danger. I want something to come up at the edge of Javier's awareness. What I described earlier is that there's like a penumbra of static around Javier. So electronics yeah. might be something he's especially sensitive to. That's cool. Yeah, but I don't think Tay's presence is anything unusual in Tisha's phone right now. No, but a phone in an air vent is unusual. Maybe he like retroactively realizes the position of it, having triangulated. That's cool. Wait, consider whoever or whatever you are asking questions can ask you one question as well. What do you want to ask? What's so different about this place? Or maybe why does this place feel so different? I like that better. And that's going to be just going to have to be a question with answers. It, like you, has a mythos. How would Tay understand it, though? Like, how does... Yeah, how would this vision come? How does Tay view things? Tay doesn't really have vision. Tay is a program. Yeah, but this is coming through the mythos. I think that's part of why it's disturbing, is because this comes as vision. Yeah, that's beautiful. This comes as mental image. Tay sees the world in a way that's completely different from how we see the world. Tay interacts with the world via code and not through visual stimulus. And so the way it understands this place being through visual stimulus is deeply disturbing to it. That's very cool. Yeah. Its own ugly mythos coming to take it. It sees a mountain, right? It sees a mountain in the clouds. And it also, like, visually. God. This is not how it normally understands anything. This is great. I love this. Because it knew it was reaching out to its own mythos in the first place, and it's doing it desperately because it, it needs to understand what's happening and it knows that it's coming from there it knows that it's a feeling that's not backed in logic something else that's interesting is that a mountain has no real significance for a computer yeah right like a like a geographical location doesn't really matter to a computer but its mythos is cowed yeah the thinness of air the struggle it takes to ascend oh my god that's yeah that's really cool, right? In Tay's ideal world, this vision would mean nothing to it. Mm-hmm. And yet, it doesn't mean nothing to it. It feels small, right? When it sees this mountain. The very act of seeing is disturbing. Yeah. An alien, an alien sensation, perhaps. Yeah. God, I love that. That's so fucking cool. Did you have a question, Noah? Trying to think of something that makes sense for the interaction, and also... Yeah, that's hard. Um... Emma, your cat is fucking adorable. She just left. (laughs) On an unrelated note, I have a question suggestion for Noah. What means would this thing have to ascend the mountain? And a larger question, like, how did it infiltrate? How could it do it again? Those aren't very mythos questions, though. I don't get the impression that Javier is very fond of the past. And he's more kind of this forward thinker. Like, the past is only a problem if it hurts him. He's concerned about where this thing is going. 
but I, I guess that kind of falls into the same category. Like the information of how it got there in the first place would inform. No, that is an interesting question. Where is this thing going? This is really interesting because you can't know where it's actually going. But you can ask where the mythos wants to go. Exactly. Which is a really great question for me. Really great for our goals because the mythos wants to venerate you. The mythos wants to... <laughs> oh my god, that's so true. The mythos wants to venerate you specifically. Yeah. It wants to completely place you as the object above all else. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. That's so strange. <laughs> This would explain why Javier didn't immediately destroy the vent. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, yes, this makes sense. <laughs> I mean, that's the default state of being, right? Because, uh, yeah, exactly. Because Javier's, one of Javier's tags is incorrigible narcissism. He's like, <laughs> finally, there is a thing in this world that is right. <laughs> Like, thank God, or thank me, that finally I've encountered something that is correct in its worldview. I think I hate Tay more everything I hear about it. <laughs> How does Javier Dude, react there's to there's a reason that, it hates what, its What does mythos. Javier do? Is Javier curious about that, or...? Javier is, like, simultaneously in a state of confusion, flattery, and curiosity. Like... Oh, wow. Yeah, it makes sense that someone who knows my worth wouldn't want to sully my surroundings with their presence. But at the same time, <laughs> I, like this is this is clearly a very useful thing to me. I mean, I God. <laughs> so I, I think he'd be curious why such a useful tool is hiding from him. I mean, he doesn't know it's useful. He just knows it's a fan. Well, he knows it, it's there. That matters. Well, no, I feel like Javier would think it would be useful. Yeah. It got in, it got out without Javier knowing. More importantly, it really loves him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's useful about it. In the anime high school AU, it's, uh, it's a real senpai scenario, you know? I did not get You can that. cut that bit, wait. I give you permission. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping that in. Wait only keeps bits in if they're his or he doesn't understand the thought. <laughs> what I actually do is, this is a peek behind my creative process. I look for laughter. If there's laughter and I can see, I can identify the what all of your laughter looks like. If I see that, it's almost always going to stay in. Wait, did you say that you can identify what all of our laughter looks like? Like, you know what the sound wave form yes. looks like when we're all laughing? Wow. That's so cute. Oh, my God. That's the cutest thing I've heard all week. Also, the cuts make so much more sense now. <laughs> yeah, that's why there's so much Noah content. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. My next question is... What is it about these people that makes the thing inside me even more desperate to please? You see a vision what of a... Javier flexing. <laughs> it's the muscles. That's it. That's it. But actually, though, it kind of is the muscle yeah. in a strange way. Because yeah. the muscles is like the purity of the physical form, 
right? Yeah, but that doesn't answer Tay's question at all. It's it's. it's this is such a well phrased question. <laughs> what is it about these people that makes the thing inside me even more desperate to please? These mm. people is emphasized. It's not just <laughs> yeah, yeah. that Javier right. is every is bit of is... every. What I feel like every word and punctuation mark in this question was incredibly deliberately placed and needs to be there. I really wish Enrique was answering this so we could just be like, is it obvious? We're just better than you. What is it about these people that makes the thing inside me? Is it because they're all like physically impressive in their no. own way? Is it because they're family? No. Maybe? Those is it are because... all logical reasons. Oh, they're family. Yeah. That 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 kind of makes but it's it I think that this the only answer to this question that can exist is actually like something kind of profound about the mythos, about how myth yeah. functions, which is really interesting that Tay would get that kind of insight. But I think it makes sense because it feels it doesn't have story in the same way. So it feels its story so intimately and it hates it. <laughs> but it also knows that's the only way it can feel. Wait, so what's the answer? <laughs> that's the, your answer is that stories are important and it's that? No. I, is that the answer? I was, that, that's what I got out of what you said. That's Yeah, that's what I said. That's not an answer to the question. So what is the answer? I was explaining why I think it makes sense for Tay to get some kind of insight into how the mythos functions. <laughs> I was hoping you could answer this. Okay, 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 okay. What did you just see? You saw a mountain in the clouds. Maybe it has to do with the physical height of the mountain itself. What your mythos is impressed by when it sees, when it has the visual stimulus, which is so rare, or maybe it's even the first time it's experiencing this. Yeah, it's being imposed by the mythos. This is its mythos's view of these people. That's right. And what it sees is it feels incredibly small. It's a feeling of awe when you're at the base of a mountain. That's what it is. It's that sensation when you're standing at the bottom of an unbelievably high summit, and you know there are people up there who've conquered that summit, and you want to join them, but you also want to celebrate their achievement. It's the awe of the size of the mountain. It's the awe of the people who have conquered it. Maybe also feeling that it's a mountain you could never climb. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely part of the awe, is that this mountain is such a treacherous and insurmountable climb for you and yet other, for other people in the world it's actually kind of easy in fact they kind of live there yeah i think it sees the people at the top of the mountain though it's like an imagined version of these things that are like almost impossible for tay to fully process and understand but incredibly powerful like clear symbols of mythos you know people walking with fire burning behind them or carrying great weapons and fantastic instruments and having forms beyond anything human, both more bestial and somehow more perfect, more advanced. I think there's a perfection of form, too, I think makes sense in what it sees. So how does Tay react to that? Visually, in no way whatsoever. Cool. Tish doesn't hear anything. It's entirely internal. It's disgusted. It's afraid. It still doesn't fully understand. But I think it's starting to understand that there's more to this 
I don't know. I'll, I'll, it has to think about it. It's deep in the tank. I think this is a good moment to remind the audience that Mount Everest is a graveyard and trash dump littered with the corpses of people who dare try and climb the mountain. Yeah, and it's also done very like bad things to the local community. And a, a Sherpa is not just a word for guide. It is a word for an entire cultural group. You may proceed. Uh, good PSA. Is there anything anyone else would like to do in the tower before we go on to a very different scenario? Javier would want to see off Armando. I think that's a fantastic scene. Enrique is helicoptering back to his uh, base of operations. <laughs> he's helicoptering? Yeah. Damn, dude. He got he rides all the way up to that glass elevator, and at the very top of that glass elevator, there's multiple helipads. Armando is in the lobby of Rania's tower. It's this beautiful, palatial, clean glass, and I feel like golden, very modern, but also like dark wood and gold mm -hmm. um, sort of ornamentation in the lobby. This is a luxury hotel, by the way. I, I think maybe that was kind of missed last time. The clientele here, it's a bit sparse, but it's very top-end clientele who are moving in and out of the city. So he's standing at the, the lobby desk, which is like this. It's like a giant semicircular slab of gold and dark wood. And he's chatting idly with um, someone behind the desk, sort of getting his affairs in order and discussing, you know, like, room arrangements or something like that and he's just kind of gently cradling his right arm and he feels the hairs start to rise there's that that crackle that static in the air the metal starts to buzz and it becomes a little bit jarring to put your hand near any metal certainly sparks flying off the gold and if you were to glance around you would see javier intensely sitting at a two-person table with ornate chairs in the corner of a room. It's a lovely view of the entire cityscape, even though it's just the lobby. This grand, almost, I was going to say vista. vista. It's a neighborhood. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Segway! Let's go! Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Only a man like Javier can sit intensely. <laughs> his eye is just burning a hole in the wall when you turn around to see him he'll know that he's immediately caught your gaze because of course he's the only thing that would and he's going to politely gesture to the seat in front of him and whereas before his demeanor was commanding this time you can tell it is familial you are allowed to not sit down Armando's going to, standing a little straighter, he's going to walk over and bring his bag, gently place it down on sort of like the carpeted section where all the table and all the comfy chairs are, and sit adjacent, not on the same couch, but adjacent to Javier. Uh, hey, Dad. Son, I wanted to commend you for taking things upstairs so well. I want you to know that... I do believe in you, but I worry about how responsible all of my children are. And I trust you. I trust you to set a good example. And that's why it disappoints me so much when those expectations aren't met. But I want you to know that I'm proud that you are trying to be more self-reliant. And I mean that. 
The reason I want you to find Agave is because there's a possibility I have made one or two mistakes while parenting, and it's good to look forward to the future. Armando is going to feel a gentle touch on his left shoulder as Javier leans in and he says, there's room for everybody in this family in this tower. And not everybody can be a leader. Take your uncle Enrique. He's an integral part of this family. It wouldn't work without him. But that doesn't mean that he needs to call the shots. And frankly, Armando, I worry that you are too kind to be willing to do anything to protect this family. And that's not a fault of yours, that's a fault of mine. Maybe you can learn a thing or two about how else to fit in this family. But I want you to always remember you belong in it. Now, maybe we can watch a movie later this week together? How's that sound? Okay, Dad. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Go get him, Tiger. Smiles, shrugs, and picks up his bag, walks out. Not a hint of the limp that he's hiding. And Javier's going to be very approving of that. Grand Vista! These scenes are, like, <laughs> affecting me, man. <laughs> These scenes are, like, affecting me emotionally. It's not a Dude's fault of yours. Here. That's a fault of mine. <laughs> a fault of Noah's. You know, I was placing myself in, in Noah's perspective when I said that. The subtle attempts to isolate him, you know? <laughs> Your self-reliance. Dear Master God. Once again, Noah. All right, let's, uh, let's do something else. <laughs> I need a bit of levity. What do we have here? We have a quick briefing with Calvin Cyrus. Calvin Cyrus is here. Agave's here. Mm -hmm. And I believe Jason is here. I believe DeRoy is here. I believe Ali is here. I believe Robert is here. I believe Tish is here. I'm in disguise, so I'm wearing big star sunglasses and a bright pink beanie. <laughs> Jason is here. Wait, that's already here. Twice. Who's not here? Someone's <laughs> missing. Who is it? Tish. No. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Droy? It's Noah's character. <laughs> there, whatever okay. Noah's character is. I was right about to say it's whatever Noah's character is. Doesn't he have like six of those? <laughs> Noah was That's still on the character selections. Noah right? actually has five, right? No. Eddie, Droy, oh, John, Dee Dee, and Javier now. Yeah, five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can count the number of characters he has on one hand. My goal is to have enough characters that I just become an NPC in real life. I really want now to have enough characters. It could be a spinoff where it's just Noah. <laughs> it's, it's literally only Noah and Wayne. Wait, it's six. Wait. It's six characters because there's what? the old Deroy too. Fuck the old. No, old Deroy. I don't even Deroy know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Red. Hands. I've never heard of another Deroy. Is that like yeah. a thing from the future where we travel through time and Deroy is old because he didn't get in the time machine? Yeah. <laughs> Are you suggesting that the source of the golden hands is Noah's secret sixth character? Yes. 
Which I'm That's not calling it the other Deroy because the most recent character Noah introduced was Deroy. So I'm doing a funny little bit okay, about yeah. there being hold on, another Deroy. Hold on, Deroy. Though, hold on, hold on. Because you've <laughs> that got is mildly you've got, funny. I have four. You've got Chaz. I have four. You've got no. You've got oh, five. Can you imagine how silly it would be if there was another Deroy? I also have. Four. <laughs> God, that sounds awful. Yeah, I'm glad we got this Deroy and not whatever other Deroy might potentially exist in other timelines. That's a weird thing to say. I know. Okay, wait, 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 revision. Revision of plans. I want you to kill every single one of my characters by the end of this episode. <laughs> How can I do and that? He's going to make a seventh one to replace them all. Just kill one no, so I'll be I winning. Refuse. No. I categorically no, refuse. Just be silent, thankfully, mercifully. I mean, one of them could make that happen. No. Here we go. It's a humble office. He would probably have some very minor fundraising efforts to rent out, like, a small office on a street corner of Grand Vista. Cut this part out. Cut this part out. Um. <laughs> Nick's pre-laughter. <laughs> no, it's the cat. Oh, it's the cat. <laughs> that kind of informs where this meeting is taking place. Now I'm thinking it might be, like, outdoors in the community garden. What garden? Yeah, what, what community garden? That's right, the former garden. <laughs> the hanging pot outside somebody's doorstep. It's more like a crater, I guess. <laughs> like a crater overgrown with vines and stuff. Yeah. What do you think the biggest hole that you've ever dug is? <laughs> I once dug a hole to China. But that's because I was already in China. In China. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Chinese person joke. Classic joke of someone who's been in China before. So dug my way out of a prison. Didn't start inside. <laughs> nice. I laughed really hard at your joke too, Wedge. I was just muted. I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too. <laughs> um, Classic. Rest in peace, gone too soon. It's whatever the biggest hole you've dug in your life is, this hole is way worse than that. It's ugly as fuck. It's like irreparable. It is a scar on the land. It is like the land has been blighted permanently and will yeah. never recover from that. It's so fucking ugly. There's like yeah. permanently like cones and warning tapes set yeah. up around it. You know, it's like a dangerous area. It looks like an earthquake. It looks like the aftermath of an earthquake. On a right? chain link fence on the outside, it has a sign that says Waffle House coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You look down into the pit and you can see they're paving a parking lot down there. <laughs> Waffle House would be a powerful mythos. That sounds kind of yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is not a joke. One of the parameters that we use after like a natural disaster hits a place oh, yeah. to measure recovery time is how quickly Waffle House returns to the <laughs> area. <laughs> that is not a joke. That's not an exaggeration. Oh, that's great. I've seen them like boarded up and still open. <laughs> Yeah. Like the windows. The Waffle Houses are returning. They're designed to run no matter what. 
Waffle House coming soon. <laughs> you know, Waffle House is like a sign of a thriving ecosystem, almost like <laughs> the sedges and reeds that are sprouting out of this hole right now. I wouldn't say there's sedges I, I and I don't reeds. know if I would define it as like a thriving ecosystem. Isn't Waffle House kind of like the opposite of that, if I'm being honest? Also, don't they donate like a depressing amount of money to some not great causes? Oh. I don't know. I've never actually eaten that one. Yeah. It's kind of like today's a... episode is not sponsored by Waffle House. <laughs> Chris took me there saying Dude. I needed to have the experience. In fact, was... we encourage you to not eat there. It was quite mid. I was sitting there and I was like, by all accounts, this food that I'm eating right now should be fucked up cheap. And it's not. It's mid-range priced. And it this this is the environment. And the quality of food of fucked up cheap food. This is what this is supposed to be about. And it's like, I could have just gotten a crepe on this, you know? I could have just gone there, and that would have been fantastic. You, you could have gotten what? Crepe, crepe. <laughs> it's pronounced both ways. Fair enough, fair enough. It was just a very cavalier, bold statement. It was, it was like <laughs> someone smacked me in the face with a white glove. Didn't hurt me. <laughs> It's just shocking. <laughs> Didn't hurt me. Just me off guard. I don't know who I know that always pronounces it crap, but I know somebody who pronounces it crap and it's stuck. That person be you? N- no. <laughs> no, I actually don't know myself. I'm, you know, it's... Gaslight yourself into thinking that you're a crowd. <laughs> it is an outdoor garden waffle house coming soon sign next to the scarred earth the blighted land there might be signs as well from woodsworth construction company and some name what you need branded construction materials just in the area and calvin's there there's a couple dozen other volunteers comes out and greets you all jason you're right on time welcome hey calvin wouldn't miss it thank you so much so um I just wanted to brief you all about what we are we're trying to do here. As you may know, the city council elections are coming up. Now there's 13 districts in the city, 13 councilors, and I'm going to be going for District 5, including such historic neighborhoods as Grand Vista, La Colonia, and Independence. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough fight. The other guy has a lot of money, and we've got more of a grassroots operation going on, as you can see. There's a couple of people out on Chiswick Road, I think, could be convinced. And there's another group in the new Crawford apartment building. If you guys want to split up, if you guys want to go as one big group, that's fine with me. Whatever you want to do. The main thing I'm interested in is um, community outreach programs. I recently had a meeting with Dorothy over at the CCC. She gave me some really, really interesting ideas about how to fundraise for community projects. And I think the crime and the gang activities, as well as the drugs, are largely a symptom of poverty and lack of community engagement. Those are the things I really want to promote. And I would like to do that on a citywide level. So you want us to promote drugs and violence on a citywide level? (laughs) He laughs at that. He's like, those are the things I'm trying to get rid of with the things I actually want to promote. are things like community activism, things like education and library events, stuff like that. It's a big city. So I, I guess what you're offering them is better services. But, like, how do you convince them that that's what they want? 
Because the other guy is going to spend a lot of money to convince them that they want what he wants, you know? Yeah, that's true. I really value conversations and, uh, and genuine connections with people. I think that's what really changes people's minds. Just, you know, talking to them and getting to know them. You know, I think that to me, making a real connection is more important even than winning the election. Can I do a flashback right now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Conceivably, in Robert's powers, would he be able to make a script or a flyer of some kind? If we could come up with an initial design, Rob could then make reflections of that, which would become more numerous and effective the original could have been. But hey, come up with the design. Maybe this would be better done after this meeting because I was talking to Ren earlier and Tay has some thoughts about the campaign I would like to discuss. But I really like this combo move of Jason going to Rob and he's like, hey, Rob, could you dream up some posters? And then Rob is like, I could make reflections of existing posters. And then Jason goes to Tay and is like, hey, could you design a poster for us? I think that's a really cool conversation I would like to have in character. Let's do that in character after this scene. Something important I think Calvin would say actually is Jason's told me a little bit about all all your situation. I know you've had personal experience with criminality and violence, and I have as well. You know, my friend Vince is someone who is very much down that path. He still is down that path. From my perspective, it's clear that the reason he's lashing out like this, it's that he was hurt. It's that he was hurt by factors outside of his control. It's because there was a constant pressure to make money to support his family. It's because he was socially isolated from people because he was gambling a lot at the casinos. And if we made efforts to uh, help people out of that situation, that would be a much more effective way of addressing crime. And that's you, my you really assertion. believe joining the council is the most effective way for you to do that? Because when you, you get there, <sighs> you're going to be spending a lot of your time fighting against forces far beyond your control. That's absolutely true. And it took me a long time to come to this decision. I don't know if it's the best way I have, but I I hope it is. I hope it is. Robert, going to step forward and speak up at that to say, there's support to member two, Calvin. You're not the only one in this fight, and this is about more than one seat. This is about a movement we're starting. That's that's beautiful. That's exactly my thoughts on the matter, and I'm very honored to uh, to have you helping me out. That is what I want to do. You know, I want to start a movement. I feel like this city has been... The the city's problems seem insurmountable on the surface, but I think through collective action and through building strong communities, we can overcome those challenges. There's a long-living, rotten system we've got to deal with. But once we start chipping away at it, and people see that it's possible to replace it, it happen. That's right. There is a comfort in normalcy, though, and a fear of change. Yeah, absolutely. So you you need people to care a hell of a lot before they're ready to do anything. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to do today. Truth is on our side, Agave. Look at the world. Look at where we are. Staying like this is more dangerous than change. We don't have to make up narratives. All we have to do is show people the truth of this one. We need to bring people together. You have like a little script or something? (laughs) Scratches his head and he's like, yeah, you know what? That would be a good idea. Or maybe it wouldn't be a good idea. I don't know. I kind of feel like I, w- I want you to be genuine, you know? I don't want 
I don't want you to be reading off a paper. You know, I want to. I want you to have genuine interactions with people. How do you feel about p- publicity stunts? What kind of stunts are we talking about here? Well, I'm not really good at like talking, but I am kind of good at like doing flips. Did you think you could like write words in the sky with like clouds? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> can we? Can we have Tish do it? Be a skywriter? That is an interesting idea. I don't know that Tish could move the clouds. Yeah, it seems like we already a lot have, of effort. I mean, when we already can have the clouds? new flight. Now we just need skywriting equipment. <laughs> <laughs> You basically just need something to, like, spray out moisture, right? <laughs> Calvin says skywriting is a little bit beyond the scope <laughs> of what I was hoping to do. No, we know a guy. Come on. We know a guy. Don't worry about it. Don't think too uh, hard about it. You wouldn't turn that. the skywriting down is the point. I don't... Would I, would I not, though? Would I not turn that down? Because I feel like I really want this to be a grassroots thing. I don't know if... Skywriting is going to send the kind of message I want to send, you know? The sky is kind of a sneaky, stealthy place because people rarely look up. <laughs> sneaky, stealthy place. Oh, God. oh also, you got you to gotta be careful. Vince, he might be sending his guys out. Oh, nice. That it's might action. be a bit dangerous. Thank God. <laughs> well, that's why I'm in disguise. Maybe we should stay together instead, then. Vince, by the way, if you ever want to talk to him, he is willing to talk. So let me know if you ever want to talk to Vince. That's a good idea. Maybe. Might be an interesting person to talk to. Uh, so you can do that whenever you want. I'll take you up on that. I think that could be really useful one day. But for now, we've got a job to do. All right, let's get to it. Do we want to do a flashback to making the posters now? This is no, just the next it. scene. We're doing it live. Fuck it, we'll do it or live. Just do it live. Yeah, yeah. we could do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> Robert, I, I was thinking about what Teach said earlier. Like we could we could come up with like a script, like not like a script, but like. Okay, so we've got a lot of talking points, right? There's a lot of ideas Calvin's trying to put forward in his campaign, and I think it would be useful for canvassers to have, like, just a list of talking points, just so the conversation doesn't get sidetracked and, like, direct and open and honest about what we're trying to do here. How's that sound? Yeah, and I think the most important thing is make sure everybody knows that they personally can have a role to play. Yeah. If they... Stand up with us and act that together we could make great things happen. Nice. Um, so I actually don't know. Can you make a script? Can you make like a poster thingy? As for posters, I could. Maybe not a poster, but like a, I don't know, something on a clipboard, infographic. You know, my artistic days were all in uh, modeling and clay. I don't know much about uh, graphic design or anything. Uh, Recently, though, I think I might have something. If we can find someone who can make a good one, I can dream up reflections of it. You saw what I do when I sleep and my dreams come to life. But if I sleep holding something, I might be able to make reflections of it that can duplicate it and perfect it. Okay. Maybe not perfect. It's not quite the right word, but iterate on it for sure. Maybe I could perfect it. I don't know. But we'd have to have the product because I'm not good with graphics either. Pull out my cell phone. Tay, are you getting all this? Mm, I was listening. What do you think? Can you do like a graphic design kind of thing? I mean, I could, but why? Well, we brought you along because we thought you'd be supportive of the campaign. I'm here to keep Allie safe. I think it would be great if she went out and politically campaigned. I think that would be great. What I don't think is great is her going out with a bunch of people who are personally getting targeted by a gang. Hey, that's all I'm here for. 
I see no reason why I should go out of my way to help you. Well, Ellie sure seems on board. Good for her. Do you think she would want you to help? Robert might even just ask, does Ellie know how to do this kind of thing herself? Not really. Not the kind of thing you want to be done. I'm sure she'd be happy to try. And yeah, she probably would be happy if I helped you, but I'm my own person. I don't always do what other people want me to do. Well, we're not, like, I guess we're not telling you to do anything. We're just asking you to help. Yeah, and I'm asking you why. Well, because we have a good cause and we need help. And we're willing to help you. There's not a lot of us. There's not a lot of people who have these powers who see the world like we do. And I feel responsible for bringing people together. And I think part of bringing people together is helping each other out. I don't know. So you think just because there's fewer of them that they're more deserving of help? That they need more help? I don't think that's true. I I just think that we should stick together. You think a sense of community should be built on power? This kind of power? I think people who are experiencing strange magical events in their life should have a community to fall back on. Hmm. Sure. You think that. I think that makes sense. What about the rest of the city? You're so worried about gang activity, don't you want to make it stop? It's what we're trying to do here, you know? That's... If you want Ali to be able to walk freely and safely one day, this is the kind of work that's going to make that happen. <laughs> you don't understand what you're talking about. <sighs> Look, I have a lot of talents. I have a lot of things I could do to help the world or to hurt it. And if I pursued every single one, I'd, well, I'd just become a fascist. Of course, I can make you, I can do more than make you a poster. I can make you an algorithmically calculated layout to be perfectly manipulated. Hell, I could make you individual facsimile drafts of what would be most appealing to an individual person based on their browsing data, based on their political alignments. I could point out to you exactly what they would find the most compelling. We're not trying to manipulate people into being compelled. Of course you're trying, trying to, to show them manipulate people into trying being Trying to show compelled. them our own reality. There's no such thing as an objective reality. That's ridiculous. Everything is a goddamn story you're telling somebody else. You're just trying to convince them that your story's the right one. Ideas don't spread because they're good all the time. They spread because people lack them. What you're trying to do is make people like your ideas. You're trying to make them sound appealing. Of course you're fucking manipulating them. That's that's what manipulating people is. Convincing them your truth is theirs. So, what, you just don't want to do any good? Or do you just not have confidence that you can figure out what is good? Hmm. Your old friend thought he could do good. We... He calculated a whole plan with all the information available to him. Well, one important difference is that Lee was a liar. We don't intend to lie to anyone, not on purpose. Everybody lies. I think you're confusing lying with belief. I think you're confusing manipulation with hope. I want to believe that you have interests that you can feel, that you're maybe not human, but that you can be like a human, like we are, and part of being human is believing. Of course, I can feel. You have to believe in things that are bigger than yourself, Tay. Of course I believe. You're probably scared, because it's 
hard to trust, but you need to trust if you want to be closer to others. Yeah, but which things do I trust? And which things am I supposed to care about? I mean, fuck all of you people. I could be on the internet hunting down some of the worst, most abject, horrific people in this world. I could be manipulating stock markets to push up what I find to be the most ethical people in power. I could be doing anything. Why should I be helping you? And how on earth am I expected to choose those causes? If I, if I cared, if I decided to engage with everything that's higher than myself, do you have any idea what it's like? What does Allie look like right now? What is she? She's talking with Deroy and the others. What does she look like right now? What does she look like? Yeah. Like, what kind of mood is she in? Um, she's really excited. She's also nervous. She's always a little bit nervous. She's almost, like, excited to compensate for her nervousness. Like, she's trying to lean into that feeling to distract herself from how nervous she is. Do you want to do a brief roleplay conversation with this group? Before we transition, Robert just going to say, maybe you should talk to Allie about why she thinks this is important. If she's important to you. Because you can do whatever you want. You're so damn powerful. Why don't you do those things? And I think the reason you're not doing them right now is because you care about someone. Look at Allie. Look at the expression on her face. Okay, let's have Ali in an excited conversation with Deroy Tishinagave. I'm not sure how excited Deroy is. He is still very shot. <laughs> um, no, when Deroy walked into the healing rain, that changed. Oh, right, right, right. Now he was healed now by the rain. A bullet slowly working its way deeper into his torso. It had a magical healing it's effect. It's like how Kaz healed. Right? It's it like a mystical healing effect. And then it pushed effect. the bullet out. Think uh, the old guard. Have you seen that movie? Did it push the bullet out? I was under the impression that it left the bullet in. Like it's. I was under the impression that it mystically healed you in some way, so you're much healthier now than you were before. Oh. That was my understanding of what happened, which I think is what would happen based on the mythos of that green flame in the rain. It's a healing rain. It's a cleansing rain yeah, yeah, that yeah. heals okay. you. Then Deroy is hyped. He's he's like in his running shorts. He's got a big old bucket of adhesive and he's ready. He's got like the roller paint thing ready to just slather posters up while canvassing, like talk with people. He's in a social mood. So how are we supposed to have intimate connections with enough people to win the election? I mean, that feels like really inefficient, you know? <laughs> I think it's more about like the spreading the ideas, right? Because if, if you talk to one person um, and you really convince them, if those ideas matter to them, to them and I think the, what we're talking about does matter, they'll spread on their own. So it's not just about the people we talk to, it's about their ability to impact their communities. It's, it's so much more than just the individual people we talk to and convince. That's exactly the kind of spreading that I came out here to do. <laughs> I'm not going to dig into that statement. It's really tempting. <laughs> it's really tempting. Dig in. You don't want to dig into the spreading. <laughs> I'm choosing to believe that Ali Ali said that and is laughing in the same way that Ren is. <laughs> <laughs> but have you ever played that game where like you write something down on a piece of paper and then you show it to someone and then they tell someone else and then like goes around the entire group of people 
and then it gets back to you and it's completely different? No, I've never played that game. Makes sense, though. I would invite <laughs> you to a thing, but I don't know if you'd survive, honestly. <laughs> okay, let's just move past that one. Um, what was the core of the idea? You know, that's why we have to be simple, but profound, right? Like what you see on a political flyer. We could do flyers. Like uh, drugs and violence. And like there's like someone <laughs> dramatically standing in the front, you know? I don't think graphic design is your strong suit. It's not my passion. It's not mine either, though. I don't know. Maybe we could just do something simple. Doroy is flashing back to every terrible painting he has ever made in his life. And Doroy, are you good at design? <laughs> there's a growing shadow of concern as he's looking down at his flyerless hands. You seem like a pretty artistic guy. Yeah, your yeah. your hands have all the calluses in the right places. <laughs> oh man. That one got me. That's Man, how, what angle am I going to approach that one from? That is a lot. Dude, that is I feel like that would cut you to the quick. Yeah, yeah, that's like, like an elbow drop to the throat from the top rope right there. I feel like I want you to, like, take a face danger roll. I was about to suggest the same thing, actually. <laughs> hmm. Cutting that scene right as she's, like, laughing uproariously. Ooh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Allie doesn't laugh. That was all run. What you see when you look over is DeRoy on his knees staring at his palms. <laughs> Gavi may be pointing out, like, right here and here. Until you've held a brush for a lot of hours. I would say the expression on Ali's face is very excited, very curious, very engaged, very earnest. Right. Maybe you even overhear her saying, I mean, maybe we can make flyers. <laughs> that is what you're trying to protect. And she wants this. I can see it in her expressions. I can see it in the words she shared with me. I can see it in her nervousness and her excitement. She's here because she believes, or she wants to believe, either one, maybe both, that she can do good and that we're doing good here. Whatever it is that's making her believe that, it's strong enough to make her want to risk herself. So I really do think you should talk to your friend about that. And try to get on the same page with her. Okay, give me a run just a second. No. <laughs> React immediately. Without Tay saying that it's actually making the poster, I would like a roll to make the poster. So you want to secretly make the poster without saying anything? Yeah, like, after that, like, first little bit, it's starting this process, but it's simultaneously talking to them. But I kind of want to make the role for the poster. You should change the game to create a story tag. Why would you need to make a role for the poster? I feel like it's incredibly easy for you to make the poster. Like, if you want to make the poster, you can just make but the I poster. But I want to. Right? That's the cool thing about this game. Look at my tags, Way. I've got ideal form, curated content, indelible connection to represent. Like, part of the, re the rhetoric that I am using is what's specifically compelling Ali because that is my primary, like, what brings you together relationship tag. I got technological mm. fluency. I've got literal outsider as a weakness tag. I do kind of like the idea that this 
being analyzing all of the data of all the most successful posters that have ever been in campaigns craps out this just terrible amalgamation of all of them that <laughs> doesn't this is completely terrible i will confirm it came up for me to review as well <laughs> I will I will approve all. <laughs> Wait, it just bounced back to me. Wait a second. We're in an infinite loop. Oh, that is an eleven. What I want this to represent is a giving everybody a status. It's like you're also like compelled by the flyers itself. This is a really fucking good flyer. This is using my um, mythos theme that's based around filling other people's desires. I think that makes sense, right? A an ongoing status, rather, because it's not really a story tag. It's not really something being consumed. Yeah, so maybe prolong the effect, scale up the effect, and create a story tag. And then I'll make a scene story tag that can be invoked by anybody. That's called Fantastic Flyers or something like that. So maybe it's create a story tag, and maybe it's we have the story tag, it's ongoing, we can always draw on it, and I give somebody a plus one status because it is, like, perfect. Okay, yeah, that's cool. It is so perfectly constructed, it impacts you. I don't know which person it should do, though. I think it might be Robert. Robert's the one copying the flyers. I would go so far yeah, as, as to Robert could iterate on it, so it really makes the most sense for Robert to like be genuinely, extremely inspired by it. Okay, now that I know the results of that role, I'm sorry, do you remember the last thing that was said to Ted? Some clockwork orange heat right here. What we're fighting for is to stop the conditions that put Ellie in danger in the first place. Yeah, and Tay was kind of like, you don't know what you're talking about, and kind of laughed at you. Yeah. Isn't Ellie fucking loaded? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like, also, Tay's problem wasn't that gangs exist, and at any time a gang could threaten this random person. It's, I am bothered by the fact that, like, I want this to be happening. I don't want her to be doing it with you people. It would rather she do it alone. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe not. Especially since she's been seen with you guys. But it, it like, it doesn't like you people specifically or it doesn't like the situation you're in rather is more accurate to say we're working on a movement that ellie seems to think is important and one way or another those actions put us in the crosshairs but she's clearly willing to take the risk anyway and even if you don't agree you should try to talk to her about that i think fine if only to make this go faster you get it sent to your phone you had like a fully perfectly designed thing sent to your phone, like instantly. Like as it says that you look down at your phone and the notification didn't go off, but this was actually sent to you. The timestamp says it was like a full minute ago, but the notification didn't go off because Tay made it not go off. And it is flawlessly, gorgeously executed. Incredibly nuanced ideas are communicated in both like pictorial and text language and it's just very elegantly executed scott mcleod's understanding comics an epitome <laughs> of hundreds of years of methodological analysis of visual culture just poured into one thing it's almost like a platonic ideal of a political flyer 
it is an ideal form. It's the Che Guevara which is... poster, but with Calvin Cyrus's face. <laughs> <laughs> it is such an iconic image, yeah. As Jason looks down at it on his phone, he resonates with that on a deep level. His mythos able to create through the theory of forms, through correspondence, just the most ideal version, like the orchid, the most ideal version of a thing. And he sees that it represents this platonic ideal of a political campaign poster. <laughs> I feel like if Tish looked over his shoulder at the ad campaign and then looked up and saw him tearing up, she'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> it's in the group chat. I don't think he's tearing up. I think he's like... It's like a stunned silence, though. It's like <laughs> awe and reverie. What is with these people in politics here? <laughs> <laughs> And in Tay's mind, this is also just so interesting because in Tay's mind, this is manipulation. This is manipulation manifest. This is manipulation at its most core. But manipulation is value neutral. Not to Tay, though. To me. To me, manipulation is value neutral. Robert, you get a uh, one-time use idealism story tag as this is also a deep resonance within you. This is... This is the dream world coming to life. I don't think that's a story tag. I do think that's a status. Yeah, that's a status. When you look at this flyer, it makes you think you're dreaming. Yeah, That's oh, actually man. the sensation you get. It's like the dream world is bleeding into the real world. It's more than that. It is a synthesis of I need language. to look through the mist, I think. Oh, okay. But, but really quick, it is a synthesis of image and text. It has condensed meaning through more than an epithet, through more than language, through more than a true name. By using both, there is a greater economy. Scott McCloud's Understanding Comics. Yeah, I do love that book. <laughs> okay, so you get three clues unilaterally. Okay. It's a 12 for the folks at home. Is this from my dream world? No. <laughs> The androids dream of no. electric campaign posters. <laughs> so I think that perhaps there's a slight resonance there because this is the desire of the masses manifest. And your dream world is a part of the masses because you are a part of the masses. So it's not really the answer is no, but you understand why I think why the similarities are there. Yeah, I think my second question is just going to be more about those exact similarities. What is it about this that makes it like the dream world? Just because the dream world is a reflection of yourself, that's it. And you are a reflection of the culture you live in. You are a reflection of humanity. It is your dream world. This is aligning with Robert's personal principles. It's not a resonation of mythos. It's a resonation of self. It is okay. a reflection of everything you're trying to communicate. So, of course, it's... So is the answer that it specifically doesn't resonate with the mythos, but it very much resonates with Robert, which is in turn resonated with the mythos? What Tay has done, what the mythos has done, is not bring its own dreams into reality. It has brought the dreams of others into reality. It has created a fundamental reflection of the desires that the people around it hold the desires you're trying to communicate and crystallized them in a way that reflects the desires of, of other people. So it is making another dream manifest, not its own. 
Yeah, so in that sense, it kind of is the dream world, right? Yeah. This is a reflection of okay. the self. Yeah. Right? Well, no, it's... Okay, it's... and it is more a reflection of the collective self, more so than it is... Which is um, why it resonates with you, but to Tay, it's the reflection of the other. It's a mirror. And that's important. Makes sense. The mythos, it's a reflection of the other. That is fundamental. Reflection of the other. I like that. It's a reflection of you. The mythos is bent to the will of you and the masses. Yeah, like in the same way it talks about how it can manipulate people extremely well, the collective ethos that it interacts with fundamentally manipulates it. Yeah, and it hates that. Yeah, exactly. I feel like your mythos would love that, though. Yeah. This might be some kind of, like, Logos mythos divide for Robert. This is like the dream world invading the real world from a different source, from a source that is not him. It's not the dream um, world, but it is, it is something that you would see in the dream world being made by someone else. It seems to be from a reflection of the dreams that I have seen. In a way. My proposal is that if you embrace this somehow, your Logos will crack. Does that make sense? As you embrace this, you're like falling deeper into the dream. My only argument against that is that the way we're described it, it sounds like the collectivist nature of Rob's logos really vibes with this thing. Yeah, that's true. It's like a harmony of mythos and logos. I guess the last question is, is this dream one that's compatible with mine, or is it something I might have to fear? See, that's a weird question, because the dream yeah. you're looking at isn't Tay's dream. It's your dream. It's it's Jason's dream. It's Cyrus's dream. It's Ali's dream. And it's that dream translated to the dreams of everybody living in this community. It is exactly what you want. It is perfectly what you desire. So, so like it's kind of sounding to me like there's a surface levelness to it. Like a lack of authenticity almost. Oh yeah, so much. Like there isn't a lack of authenticity though. Like it is extremely perfectly impossibly real while being authentic the dissonance comes from the way it's presented to you the dissonance comes from tay's tone of voice maybe yeah yeah right because like based on how tay presents it, it's very clear that they don't believe in what they're writing yeah and yeah that is taken to like a somewhat unsettling degree as far as Robert is yes. Yeah, there's an uncanniness, right? Like you're a creator, you're an artist, where you get presented with something absolutely gorgeous, stunning, beautiful, everything you want, and the entity presenting it to you is like so unenthused. Oh, it's like yeah. AI totally art. Cold. <laughs> Only it's extremely cold, and there's so many layers of abstraction away from what made it care enough to do this. The design itself is perfect, but the interaction with Tay is what makes it uncanny. Yeah, and I would also yeah. say that there's almost an element about it that, you know, when you look at a statue and it looks beautiful, it looks perfect. You're looking at Michelangelo's David, but if you... They forgot the butt <laughs> you were to get on like an upper level platform, you would suddenly understand that the head is way out of proportion. But it was designed to look perfect from your perspective, specifically from the perspective it was designed to be seen from. I think there's almost like this weird twist where you suddenly see that. You, you suddenly see the mechanism like, there. And you're suddenly aware of your own lens in a way that's a little disturbing. 
It's like Ooh. you're looking at something and it's looking back at you. Yeah. Because it's a mirror. But it's a mirror that has intent, in a way. It has a mirror that has your intent. It appears to have an intent, and by every visible metric, that intent is identical to mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's creepy, right? <laughs> yeah. It's uncannily oh, perfect. It's impossibly perfect. It's proportions that look perfect, but the more you look at it... Yeah, see, this is what I'm, th- this is what I'm saying. Like, the creep factor here is why I feel like it might be an interesting decision whether you actually want to use this. Right, this is like weapons grade. My third question is, will Tay be redeemable? What does that mean? That means nothing. Um, that's also not a mythos question. Yeah, okay, that's fine. true. <laughs> also, didn't you already ask three questions? Yeah, and you did. <laughs> so they kind of blended into each other. They did, <laughs> yeah, and also true. I answered more than you asked, you know, because yeah. that's fun and I like giving it to you. Man, I was going to tell you Tay's mythos, but now this is really fun. This is why you keep a mythos secret. This is really cool. I love this. It was the best part of playing DeRoy. <laughs> <laughs> so what's Robert's reaction to this when he sees this? As Robert dreams of a reflection of it, he's going to try to inject the earnestness of purpose that he feels is missing. So he's going to still use it, but he's going to like yearn to mitigate the things that made it creepy in the first place see that's interesting Um, because when jason looks at it what he feels is like his mythos longs for the ultimate connection between all things like the imminent reformation of of everything into one thing and what jason's logos longs for is the reconnection of his community and the healing of broken community bonds And when he looks at this poster, he sees neither of those things. He sees just this desires to meld things, but with no unity of purpose behind it. Function without form. When Robert makes the reflection of it, he's going to notice that as it stands, it is our message through the perfect lens to present to this community. And he's going to try to take away that two-sidedness. So that we are on the same side of the lens as they are, and both the speaker and the spoken to are more as one. What does that actually look like, though? Like this that's is getting abstract. <laughs> I mean, abstract That is what like, incredibly. That is what design aspires to. Lost here, guys. Like, that's like literally what Tay has done already. I think what the only thing this would look like is in injecting your own earnestness would just be twisting the lens to look more like yours. It would be taking away the perfections and putting in a messy hand so it feels more real. It would be the beauty of a statue with a flaw of the stone instead of just something that's perfect. And it's... it's... I don't know if that's exactly what I'm going for, because I'm going for... It kind of is and isn't what I'm going for, because I want to sacrifice some of the perfection in order to make it more unified of the whole movement we're trying to bring rather than such a narrow call to action, I think. Okay. If you're going to do a role, I'm wondering if, yeah, I do have some help with Robert here. So I have an action here to spend a help point with you if you want it. The specific imperfection that the reflections has is it looks in the face at the fact that perfect solutions are fundamentally narrow solutions. 
and that there have to be difficult parts that we're going to have to work together to handle in order to make a complete system. So it weakens, I, I like that, you weaken the rhetoric for the truth. Yes. Effectively, yeah. Take away the rhetoric and look in the face that some problems are too wide for a single solution, Yeah, and for a single narrow solution, and this is one piece in a whole of a movement. And this is going to make it more and less effective because it's making it more effective in the long term and keeping people and less effective in the short term, in my opinion. And I like that a lot. I like that transformation. Rather than a highly targeted poster to promote this specific campaign, it's something to get the ball rolling of this whole, this entire movement, Yes, which might not be as quickly effective, but in theory, it's supposed to be more powerful in the long run. And that perfectly reflects the different in intention, because Tay's goal, Tay's stated goal was, I want this to go faster. I want this to be hyper-efficient yeah. so we can stop doing this. I love that. That's a perfect explanation. <laughs> That's really We got there. Pick. Yeah. Gentlemen, we got there. Phew. I love the combat. I love the synthesis of these three mythos. I've been doing a lot of reading lately, too, which has just really added to it, and it's so fucking cool. Oh, my God. Rhetoric of the image. Are we rolling for this, or...? Uh, I am about to. <laughs> my, uh... Welcome to Here's What You Missed, where we have 30-minute-long explanations before we roll once. <laughs> <laughs> it is, like, one of the main themes of this game. When I talked for, two, for I think, two hours today, I, I talked to Wei a lot about connecting Tay and everything that's going on to, with Tay to, like, cutting-edge discursive scholarship. And then Wei was finally just like, okay. I had enough time to make a propaganda poster. Okay, now can we, we have to talk about the story. We have to actually talk about the story. So you have a plus five here? <laughs> Not possible to fail? Yeah, well, let's see. Assuming you don't make any obstacles for us. The only obstacle I can think of is that it's too perfect. What you're fighting against is the idealism itself. That's actually kind of interesting. And it still has no effect on people who are just like, I'm not really interested in politics. <laughs> yeah, there, is also, like, there is also the fact that the market for politicians is already saturated and there's voter burnout. See, Taya's flyer made accordances for centrists. I think that's part of it, as I think there were a few things that weakened the rhetoric in order to uh, appeal to the masses. This is the desire of the masses, too, being reflected. Okay, I will give a weakened rhetoric to weakness, because that's what you're trying to do. Invoke that negatively, and then approve all. Still waiting for the approval. Nick, Did it pass Nick. to Nick? <laughs> but Nick I got demoted. Nope, I demoted Nick him. Nick's still the GM. It says GM. I demoted you! <laughs> Ten. You may take my GM status, <laughs> but you'll never take my ability to approve the rules. <laughs> I wanted to do a help point here, but I was actually thinking about it because, so really brief scene, Jason. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Super yeah, brief yeah. mini scene at the end of the scene. <laughs> Robert is making these reflections and he's altering the rhetoric and Jason feels a pull from his mythos and he reaches out to the poster and what he wants to do is use uh, his mythos to forge a connection between the ideals of Calvin and the posters to put more of Calvin's genuine spirit into the posters. But he stops. He hesitates. 
because he's standing in the ruined community garden. He's standing in the destroyed ruin of what Lee brought with his power, his manipulation, the use of his powers to manipulate others. And he thinks about what Tay has said, and he thinks about what Lee has done using his mythos powers to control and persuade people. And he pulls back, and he stops, and he doesn't do it. Cool. Do you think that would be a fade of the mythos? I think it would be, yeah. Which one? You could make arguments for both, but I think it would be a fade on how can I bring about ultimate transformation? Because what he really wants to do is transform things and unite things. He's denying that ability in him. Yep. Sometimes change for the better is costly. Yeah. And do you think you would get attention for your defining event, The Garden Lives in Me? Such an evocative name. Yeah, because this is what made me, and I don't want to carry on a legacy of using Mythos powers to manipulate people. Fuck yeah. I love that Tay was actually able to impact the way Jason was thinking about it. That makes me so happy. Uh, cool. You have some posters. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) City of Mist, the game where you spend an hour (laughs) making posters. I don't know. Have you ever tried to make a poster IRL? Could take quite a while. It really can. (laughs) It's a lot of work. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but, but generally, the creative process is not like so heavily invested in looking at the product and being like, it's too perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever made a poster a minute before you wanted to make it and then spent the next hour tweaking it to make it worse? Yeah, it takes quite a while. (laughs) That's the exact opposite. Like most people are like, this is disturbingly perfect. Good. That's what art is supposed to be. Mm. That's what visual culture has taught us to want. That's what advertising is. You're injecting the human. You're injecting the Logos. It's like the triumph of Logos over Mythos. Very you're, cool. You're taking corporate music and you're adding a little jazz to it. It's not complete tri- <laughs> like, triumph over, though, because what is there is compelling. There's so much there that's it's good. True. It's not... It's not really triumph. It's like injecting a little bit of Logos. Yeah, and I invoked my Logos tags. I invoked indelible connection. There's some of Ali in this, and I think you do see a bit of that genuine core. I think Jason sees a bit of that genuine core. Like, I think that's obvious in it. It's not completely absent. And that's where it comes from. It comes from Ali. It comes from their connection. So Calvin has identified two areas for you. One Is Deroy never facing danger? Oh yeah, I forgot about <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. We gotta cut yeah, back yeah, to Deroy getting absolutely deleted. We have like we're not done we have, with this scene. God, Deroy's wow. gonna look at this poster. <laughs> this is the absolute most destruction that Deroy has ever experienced in <laughs> Deroy doesn't right. understand. Here's the really bad thing. Yeah. I think I'm taking three minuses on this and no pluses. Genuine. Uh, are you able to roll that? I don't think you're able to roll if you didn't have any pluses. You're not. You can't face danger. You just take the step. But just take minus three. You can't farm attention when you don't. I would say I don't like that rule, and if you just want to invoke weaknesses only, you should be able to do that. But that doesn't make your status worse. I feel like you should only be able to do that if it makes the status worse. (laughs) (laughs) What are the weaknesses here? Ready for a fight, because Duroy's looking at his palms, and he's having this crisis, this moment of crisis, (laughs) in that... 
every time he's ever tried to create has been an abysmal failure or a pale imitation of the actual act. He hasn't been able to make anything grow on his own accord. And that is only highlighted by his failure to get into medical school, which is one of the few things in his life that he put his nose to the grindstone for, and he thought he was going to be able to make it. He thought he was going to be able to squeeze out some creative and positive endeavor that improved the people around him. And in spite of that, in spite of that, the people around him have still cared for him in spite of his inability to create, in spite of his aggressive nature. And so he's feeling a crisis there, which is why love goes both ways applies. Uh, ready for a fight, as I said, applies. And out of arm's reach, it's this unattainable goal. It's this just completely mm -hmm. <laughs> impossible for this person of grit and the belief that if he works hard enough, he can attain his dreams. And yeah, just I think you should get attention for all of those. And I think you should get slammed by a tier four status that represents your complete self-loathing over your artistic inabilities that was brought on by someone asking an innocent question and had no idea of the torment <laughs> that would trigger within you. That's actually such an interesting scene where Tay just flippantly makes something gorgeous and then cut to Deroy slaving away for hours, desperately trying to produce something genuine and just not feeling like he's expressing himself well. Like a montage of him putting tracing paper over famous pieces of art so that he can have like some shred of that feeling of satisfaction yeah. when you produce something beautiful with your own hands. A split screen of him slaving over tracing paper and then like a digital document just being generated flawlessly out of the ether. That's pretty cool. That's pretty interesting. Deroy can't even understand this was produced by an AI. Like from Deroy's perspective, this fucking person on the other end yeah. of the cell phone. This complete douchebag. <laughs> created this. In less than a minute. Tier 5 jealousy? Tier 5 is incapacitating. <laughs> oh, yeah. Presents your hatred of Tay? I don't know. That's pretty vindictive. I don't think he hates Tay yet. Envy? Yeah, okay. Artistic envy. Or, like, artistic inadequacy. God, that's so flavorful. That's so good with Tay's mythos. Oh, ooh, yeah. Inferiority. Tier <gasps> 4 inferiority. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. So good. Put that down. I love this fucking game. Down. I love this fucking game. <laughs> Deroy just getting absolutely smoked again and again. This is just so devastating. It only happened twice. He's been in two <laughs> scenes, but it's only happened twice. But no <laughs> farmed XP. No, I will say that as a player, I've never respected you more. Also, I did just get a new theme on these hands, actually, which is, I feel... A new tag, yeah. Noah is the most shameless... Uh... XP grinder at the table. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this is just like Magic the Gathering. This is insanity. Have you seen Ren's character sheet? Ren like turned into an avatar and they have like experience to spare. I've I've dispersed these things across four characters. I've gained like one tag on two, <laughs> two of them. Okay, admittedly, you're spreading them out over many characters has lessened the punch a lot. If Kaz comes dead, back like, from like... being an avatar, they will get three character improvements. What the fuck? <laughs> no, but Kaz only has weaknesses, so we haven't actually felt their power yet. 
What are you talking about? I I feel like Kaz is a house I've never seen they're in. Uh, I, I mean, that's because they're an avatar now. Beforehand, like, all they could do was go fast and hit people. No, 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 no. The thing holding all of the people at this table back is not the amount of tags that we have. We have proven that we can hit 17 quite easily, and we have done so more than once in the same night. The only thing that's holding everybody at, at this table back from being a complete demigod is way. That's it. That's the only thing. That's way. It's way just being like, guys. No, you can't invoke twelve tags on your taking a shit roll. Like I don't. I don't care what it means. Dude, my next character is gonna be so fucking good at bowel movements. It is going to be shocking. I think it makes sense that we invoke that many tags for making posters, though. Yeah, but like that was all just preparation for the scene you're about to go into. Yeah. Cool.